0: Oh, oh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the yet-to-be-named, maybe-kinda, the, the chronicles of the Clydesdale and his coach. Uh, but we're putting it out there to the audience. If you have something better, throw it on there. But what we're going to do is I'm here with my nutrition coach, Cheryl Nasso, And many of you have heard about her on our other podcast. She was a guest on there as well. But we are going to walk through what it's like Uh, to be 414 pounds, what that feels like, why I reached out for help, what that felt like to reach out for help, and give you her perspective on what happens when someone like me reaches out to a coach. So sit back, relax. This is episode one. We're just going to do some introductory stuff at this point, and then uh, we'll bring you different aspects of the journey uh, moving forward throughout this podcast. Do you have anything you want to add, Cheryl?
1: Uh, I'm just already feeling the emotions running, man. I, I'm i so happy to be working with you. I'm just so happy that you trusted me to be a part of your journey uh, because as a nutrition coach, that's all I ever ask for is give me the opportunity to help you and I will help you as much as I can. So that's really the one thing that I wanted to add. Um, and uh, obviously let you, let you know where you want to start because this is your journey and I'm just along for the road because <laughs> I got a lot of things that I could talk about right now, um, but I want you to start.
0: (laughs) All right, so uh, we're gonna go back to last year, 2020, Um, you know, the quarantine year that everybody suffered through. And uh, I was really having a lot of health problems that kept getting me more more and more depressed. And kind of the uh, climax to that was I ended up getting on IV antibiotics uh, three times a day, it would take an hour for the IV to drain each time, and it would make me sicker than a dog. Uh, where I could barely eat, um, I, won- I was nauseous at all times. And then during the course of that, my dad passed away. So I got into a really bad funk, and I had, in my previous journeys, I had lost a ton of weight. And at this point, it had, a lot of it had come back on. And by December, I was weighing in at 414 pounds Four, 414.2 is my first recorded weight, uh, with Cheryl. And, um, I, I didn't know, I didn't know how to proceed at that point. I'd already been through the journey once I tried to get back on the journey other times and it just kept failing. And so I actually met Cheryl through social media. Yeah. She listened to the podcast she started following me. We started chatting a little bit on social media. And then I invited her to be on my show. And there she told her story. And so I'm going to let you hear a brief synopsis of why Cheryl wanted to be a nutrition coach and what her yeah. background is.
1: And and it's so funny, just speaking of perspective. And I think this is so good for people to hear is how we met. Like I'm a big believer in people meeting for a reason. And I remembered that one night I was just, I think I might've been looking up podcasts from like CrossFit athletes or something like that, came across your show and started listening. I'm like, oh, this guy's podcast is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I would like to go on his show one day. Like I remembered saying that and I'm like, oh, let me like follow him on Instagram. And then I just remember, I remember the morning I was in the garage. I I went live and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Clydesdale. He's listening to me talk live. And I was like, this is so awesome. Like it was like all like things were just meant to be. And it was like this, this spiraling of things. And so just before we get into why I became a nutrition coach, I just felt like it's so cool how two people on the other ends of the world can be like experiencing, experiencing something so different and not even realize it. Um, and so why did I become a nutrition coach? I, I honestly feel like ever since I was a kid, and I know I talked about this on my original podcast videos, I've always known that I wanted to be somebody that creates some kind of change in this world, like some kind of a motivational speaker, some kind of something big. And I didn't really know what that avenue was going to be like. And to this day, I, I don't think it's actually ever been fulfilled yet. I think that there is 20 years from now, I'm going to be doing something bigger. I know that. Um, but my family was very unhealthy growing up. And I think that part of me is has somehow become a nutrition coach, just looking at the habits of my family and what I grew up knowing and understanding as nutrition kind of led me on my own nutrition journey and and my own struggles with nutrition, which I've spoken about with being in an eating disorder facility and seeing the different faces of eating disorders and and how there's so much misconceptions out there about what it's like to eat healthy and bad foods, good foods. and, And even in the CrossFit community, not really knowing the proper way. And when I got into CrossFit coaching, I knew I was super passionate about the way I made people feel. And, and that, that was something that was like, made me feel good. It's like when I saw somebody feel better because they came to my class, that made me better. But the one hour a day was just not really enough. Like I saw that missing link. And, and so I started being the girl at the coach or at the, at the CrossFit gyms that were like, Hey, like, let me run the challenges. Let me do these things. Let me try this stuff. And, and trying to really help people outside of just the workout, because I knew there was such a bigger picture out there and that their life outside of the gym is what really needed to be improved. And that was going to make their life in the gym that much better. And, and helping people is really something that I, I felt super passionate about doing. And, and to this day, it's, it's always manifested into other ways, whether it was coaching little kids playing soccer when I was 15, 16 years old to coaching CrossFit or, or personal training and now coaching nutrition full-time. So, yeah.
0: So one of the things I left out of my story is that I was diagnosed with an eating disorder at the end of 2020, uh, sometime in like October, November. And um, I never looked at it that way in my head until that diagnosis came in. And when I was, when I saw your live videos and your posts on social media and saw what you had been fighting through and what you were doing with your clients, like it started to speak to me then.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But someone in my in my shoes really struggles with reaching out for help. And so when I had you on and you were telling your story and your struggles and there was a, a key moment where you talked about that everybody in the, the rehab facility of when you were there for your eating disorder had a different type of eating disorder. But the stories were all the same. Yeah, that like lit a fire in me that like, this is who I'm supposed to talk to.
1: And, it and, even, it said that, it's and, and
0: even with all of that, it took me another week after I had you on to be, to actually reach out and ask for help.
1: Yeah. I, and I full heartedly want people out there that are struggling in any way, shape or form with anything nutritionally diagnosed or not eating disorders. You, you can walk around a room of 20 people and there can be at least five of them that struggle. And you wouldn't know because the face of an eating disorder is not clear. You can't look at a person and judge them. You know, like you can see somebody that's underweight and assume that she's got an eating disorder. She might not. You can see somebody that's overweight and assume that they don't have an eating disorder where they might. And it it really is true that it's all a coping mechanism and everything that you just spoke about speaks to why you were at that breaking point, you know, the loss of your father, the depression of COVID, so many things being on antibiotics three times a day, like all that stuff is spiraling you into this like way of like, how am I coping with all this? And, and that's really what an eating disorder is. And yeah, it's manifested differently. It's a coping mechanism. At the bottom of it all, it's what it really is. It's it's meant to either be us, yes, we're avoiding something and it's and it's used in different ways. And so um, I remembered when you reached out to me or asked me about it, I, I was so nervous because I remembered before that wanting to help so bad. And I didn't even know your story. I didn't know. I just knew that like, I knew I could help you. Like, I don't know why I felt that way. Like I felt compelled. In some way, like we all, like, like you said, my story spoke to you when I, when I reach or when I reach out to somebody, or I have somebody that may be like looking for coaching with me, I look for people that resonate that I I'm like, I know I can help them. And, and you were that person for me at that moment. And I was like, I know that I can show this guy something different. Like he's really into CrossFit. Like I know that he can, I don't know what his story is, but I want to know his story and I want to know how I can help and be a part of it. So that was where I was
0: at, <laughs> and I was I was completely broken at the time. Like, you know, I I was a guy who was doing double sessions CrossFit um, five days a week, maybe six, because I just was so addicted to it. Um, and I was at a point where I wasn't working out at all. Right, I was I was beat down. Uh, the antibiotic thing really took a toll on me. It was eighteen, I think eighteen weeks I was on those. And, and you can't do anything. You're so sick all the time that you can't really even move without it being awful. Um, and so when I reached out to you, I was so scared. I was so scared at, at either you rejecting me um, or you not saying that I, I just can't help you. Like you're too unhealthy. Um, and you didn't, you did the exact opposite. You actually said to me, I will be here for you forever. Like whether I'm your coach or not, I've got your back. You can call me, text me anytime, uh, whether we're working together or not, I will always have your back. And for someone that's so scared coming into a relationship like that, that was so huge to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. I, and and I a hundred percent believe it. I mean that like from the bottom of my heart, you know, when I coach people, I don't want them to ever feel like they have to go find another coach. I don't want them to ever question. And, and you being so afraid of rejecting on my end, I was like, I can't fail him. I cannot let him down. Like I have got to, and it, it's not even the the weight loss. It's that's a piece of it, but it was like, I have got to show him that it doesn't have to be so miserable. It can, there, there's a good way that we can do this. It can fit in. And it's, it's like small steps like i wanted to make sure that like from the beginning that i'm like i don't ever want you to think you're letting me down but i also don't want to let you down i i i wanted you to succeed because i couldn't risk you failing i did not want to be a failure to you so there was a level of pressure on my end like hey like i really want him to know like i want him to succeed here and and to this day with you <laughs> with everybody like at the bottom of it all like That's all I ever want is, is for you guys to be happy and to be healthy and to see a different life and to know that you can be at the rock bottom of it all, like, and come out like stronger than ever, you know? So.
0: And I think like the biggest thing for me is at the, at the end of 2020, I had no hope. I really didn't know what the answer was anymore. And meeting you was like, maybe that's the answer. And then talking to you, I was like, this is the answer. And I finally had hope again for the first time in probably a year at that point.
1: I love that, it makes me so happy. And your journey has been crazy. It really has been. You've had a really awesome year, a great year. I mean, think about, I mean, not to get on a tangent, but like think about where you were at the end of 2020 and all that's happened this year.
0: Yeah. And I want, and I would, in our next episodes, I want to talk about like how incrementally we had to work together to get me just functioning again. Yeah. And, and I'm really curious to know from your perspective, what you were thinking at those times, Mm -hmm. because I was like, this is really damn hard. (laughs) (laughs) And am I going to be able to do it? And you always had my back. You always talked to me and I can't wait to like break down those segments over the next few episodes But I also want to let our listeners know that we're going to do these in small digestible chunks. So we're doing these in like 15 to 20 minute episodes. So you can just, it's a quick hitter. uh, Hopefully gives you some inspiration with your own journey. Um, You can find more information from us. I'm at the Clydesdale underscore fitness um, and friends on Instagram and at Cheryl Nasso.
1: As Cheryl asked, so yeah. And I'm just going to leave you guys all with this one thing before we hang up here. Scott is—is is this? It's like, it's always hard to start. And what you did that day—that's strength. Like, telling telling everybody out there right now that might be struggling with something is the moment you ask for help is showing that like that's a strong individual. And 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 he says he was broken. He talks about being broken. That's a person that is ready to be mended, and they are ready to get stronger. And, and so if you're out there and you're struggling and things like that, and you feel that, like all you have to do is just start. And usually starting is looking to somebody or or something or, or the support system in your household, whatever, to just get yourself started because that's really what you need. So that was it.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Um, and I'm gonna let people know, like Cheryl has become a really good friend of mine. Um, we talk a lot and it's because she has given me hope. She is an awesome person. And I, I, I miss her if I don't talk to her in a day. And, and we're going to
1: see you in a triathlon next year.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, that's, that's like episode 13. 14. We'll talk you. about where that came from.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, oh um, man,
1: I love this.
0: The next episode, we're going to talk about like where I was and, and how we got started. Yeah. And as simple as it was, like looking back how simple it was, but how hard it felt for me at the time. I love it. All right. Let's do it. We'll, we'll see you next time on this yet to be named podcast. Maybe the Chronicles.
1: Of, I'm voting Clydesdale Chronicles. He's voting Clydesdale Chronicles and coach. What did, he, what did you say? What's your name? Yeah.
0: The Clydesdale Chronicles with her, with his coach. I like um, it. Something like that. Um, but if you guys have an idea, uh, it doesn't have to be alliteration, but you know, what the heck, whatever.
1: Yeah. I'm going to keep brainstorming it too. We'll, see. we'll figure it out.
0: All right. So. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.